0: This is Chicago's College Tailgate. It's tailgate. It's Shay North and Tyler Ackey. Shay and Tyler on the ESPN Chicago.
1: Welcome in to Chicago's College Tailgate, the Monday Recap Podcast it's all brought to you by Twin Peaks. And Shay, th- this was a very interesting week of college football because when you look at the schedule, it didn't have any really premier matchups. But I feel like it produced a lot of intrigue now that it has come to a close and we look at everything that went down. We're going to break it all down for you, including a week that I think had actually a lot of deceptive results as well. So we'll get into all that. But let's start with Notre Dame. They take down Duke. Ooh, Fawdrick Estime for the for the boosters on that last touchdown run there. 21-14 the final as Notre Dame Beats Duke in a, a battle of top 25 teams out in Durham. First of all, your father was at the game. Yeah. I, I need a, the full report from Mr. Norland.
0: Well, the good news is he at least saw a good game. The first and only time that he will root for Duke in his entire life, uh, he sees a heartbreaking Duke loss in the final moments. But you know what surprised me? Was he kept going? I don't think this is going to be rabid at all. I don't think Duke fans care about football. I don't think Duke fans care about sports. Gets there early, getting dinner, and he's texting me, this bar, it's like half full. Is anyone even going to be at this game? Was he on campus? Uh, close. I don't yeah. know where he actually went. I'm like, you may have just picked a shitty spot. I'd like, just <laughs> wait till you get to the game. Then he gets to the game, and he's texting me throughout about how incredible the Duke hype machine is and how electric the environment is. He's sending me videos I showed you. Yeah. That place was a zoo for Duke football and with a 14-13 lead in the final minutes, you think, "Oh man, Duke's really going to pull this off." But Mike Elko shit himself. You know, so my poor father gets a full-on diaper-blowing display in Durham
1: for his first top 25 regular season matchup. You know what's funny is the Duke Stadium, I've never been inside of it, but from the outside, it looks really cool. Like, it, it's kind of caved into the ground. It's almost like a meteor hit the ground yeah. in Durham, and then he just built the football stadium in there. Like they the, like, it's just caved in. It, it looks really cool from the outside. You can see from the outside the entire stadium. Have you been to... Uh... Uh, the Big House? Is it sort of like that? Uh, yes, it's a little like that in terms of structure. Yes, I have been to the Big House. Um, it is a little bit like that, yeah,
0: to a degree. Where the end zones are like you're walking towards the stadium. Right. And the very top of the uh, lower bowl, or the mm-hmm. bowl in the case of the Big House, is... All that's visible because the rest is
1: underground. Right. Yeah. It is like kind of like that. I would say it's more caved in in Durham than it is the big house. Okay. Um, but yes, it, it was, it looked pretty cool from the outside. I was like, huh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Duke football game, which is a, a sentence. What do they call that shithole? Wallace Wade? Wallace Wade, Wade yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't just walk into Wallace Wade and leave with a win, pal. <laughs>
1: Well, Notre Dame did. Unfortunately. All right, so let's talk a little bit about yeah, this. But, but, fuck you,
0: Mike Elko. Five and a half is the easiest cover ever. It's covering with minutes left. You bring successful pressures on back-to-back plays. Mm-hmm. Sam Hartman's dead. You get fourth and a fucking mile, and we go, oh, let's rush three. We'll drop eight, and Sam Hartman cuts you up.
1: What was it, 18 yards 18 on the, yards, the ground? I think, 18 or 19, yeah. What the fuck are you doing?
0: That guy, and he's been rumored all over Michigan State coaching searches. That guy, keep him away. I don't, I'm, I'm out. I have no interest. He coached with his tail between his
1: legs in the final five minutes. That was, and I, we talked about it on, on Saturday, too. Like, run the ball and use Riley Leonard running the football. And Riley Leonard had a good game running the football, and uh, the unfortunate part of everything was he walks away from this game with an injury and might miss some time as a result of it, too. And they just kind of, yeah, you're right, cowered down the stretch there and, and didn't utilize what one of their best strengths. Is. I think Riley Leonard led all rushers in that game, if I'm not mistaken. He had, uh, what, like 80-something yards in that game? Um, but I mean, he was amazing. He was great. He showed why he can be an NFL quarterback. Uh, but a lot of the first-half silence, I think, came back to bite Duke, too. it Really, Duke put together two drives all game long. Yeah. And... It ended up being enough to take the lead at one point. But the Duke defense, I thought, was fantastic aside from that final drive. They held a, a solid Notre Dame offense in check there. And it's just, eh. if you're a Duke fan, like it's a bummer the way that whole thing had to end right there because of the fact that you had Notre Dame on the ropes. The ACC hasn't beat Notre Dame since 2017, yet you allow this team to parade into your conference every single year and essentially hold the entire conference prisoner at the same time And you haven't pulled off a win since 2017 against the ACC, or against uh, Notre Dame as the ACC, and this is the way it had to end. And I don't want to drop, like, a bomb
0: on a kid, but that kicker. Oh, you're killing me, brother. What was it, two missed field goals? Two missed in exactly the same way. You go out there once, and you pump it wide right, just a straight shot, never had a chance, and then you go out the second time, and you do the exact same thing again. I, I'm like, boy, you leave six points on the field, you, you're in a bad spot to begin with, but then you get the 14 13 lead. Man, I cannot talk enough about the Mike Elko coaching decisions. They were horrible. Horrible. Like, what? One, the pooch punt to begin with. That was, uh,
1: when I saw that, and, and
0: you've got a quarterback who leads both teams in rushing. You've actually put together some offense in the second half. And the worst part, why about, are you
1: yeah. now being a coward? I I, I don't get that because what yard line did that take place on? That was inside. The it's 40? like the forty, like about the forty. Yeah, like I'll, I'll check. It, it was, was close enough that I was pissed about it. it. It's one of those things where in college, getting those those two three yards there is so much easier, especially when you have a, a running quarterback like Riley Leonard is. And the thing about Riley Leonard is he's not like some of these other running quarterbacks that we've seen the 33 33 yard line fourth and six I get it's a long one but you've okay. got a lead yeah I will not you're better off letting him start at the 33 going the other way I think than, than the pooch punt like i I really don't understand that one bit. And then, here's your gift, because you decided
0: to coach this game not to lose. Instead of being able to run out and kneel it down, you put
1: your quarterback back on the field, and you get him murdered. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to miss some time, it looks like. With, well with an he, he When he's walking out, that, that was maybe the saddest part of the game, too, is you see him go out to the, the midfield handshake after, and he's on crutches. Yeah. Like, this is a guy who could have played himself into the first round, and if he's not, he'll be a first-rounder next year in all likelihood. And you see him have to trek out to the midfield handshake when he should have been the reason why you went out and won a game against Notre Dame on your home turf there, and instead you see him limping out to the center of the field with crutches. It was, that was probably the most deflating part of the whole thing. It was just the cherry on top of a, a terrible game.
0: Yeah, that's a what a fall from grace, Mike Elko, from going on the stage at College Game Day with Pat McAfee motioning over and like shoulder nudging. You're the next coach at Michigan State, and he thumbs down. Hey, pal, thumbs down this. That that was a horrible coaching ending to that game. That was as bad
1: as Zebra Flus on Sunday. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, any other takeaways from Notre Dame and, uh, and Duke there? Because I think we were kind of on the same page, like Notre Dame, you kind of punted on your chance to be a playoff team.
0: Yeah. Notre Dame's not going to be included. I'll get into Snorling's power rankings. The calendars flipped to October. So the rankings are out. I will get to those. Notre Dame uh, at no point this season is going to be on my top 10 because there is a qualification. It is a team that I believe can win a national title. If you're in my top 10, you have to be in that range. There will be a point late in the year where obviously some of you will be disqualified, but and I'll work you into the power rankings. But Notre Dame, your season's over. Your season ended two weeks ago when you lost to Ohio State. You don't play a conference title game. That, so good for Sam Hartman. Uh, Sam Hartman, I hope, gets to rise up some draft boards with this little performance he's putting together for South Bend. But best of luck. Doesn't mean a lot.
1: All right, let's move on to... Have fun in the Gator Bowl. Let's move on to another game of intrigue. This was a lot of fun on Saturday in the big noon slot. And USC beats Colorado 48-41. to I mentioned earlier, this felt like a week of deceptive results. This was one of them. I mean, USC was all over Colorado. 21-0 out of the shoot. Um, but Colorado put together three touchdown drives late. I mean, this game was 48-21 to at one point. Th- this game was over. I don't think this really tells the story of of who uh, of how close this game truly was now I think it just kind of confirms what a lot of people believe of the USC defense sucks and Alex Grinch is going to be the reason why this team is held out of a playoff like that's why I'm intrigued by your top 10 and to know if USCs in it if you believe that they can win a national championship because this defense cannot win a national championship
0: you gave up 193 yards on the ground to a team that cannot run the football like that dude Late in the game, and you heard Joel Clatt on the broadcast. What are they doing? This doesn't make any sense the way they're managing it. Colorado is running the ball in the final four minutes, down two scores, because USC can't stop them running the ball. If your defense is so porous, you can't stop an FCS offensive line from lining up and moving you around, you got problems. And Lincoln Riley, at some point, this whole stubborn deal where I can win with Alex Grinch, it's got to stop Yeah, because you're not winning anything with what you're rolling out on the field with USC. That My biggest takeaway from that game, the defense, I'm totally confirmed
1: on my take. They are completely fraudulent, USC. When this team plays Pac-12 defense, like legitimate Pac-12 defenses, yeah. it, this could be a, a three-loss USC team. Now, they're going to win some of these shootouts because they might have the ball last. Yeah. But this team could lose two, three games easily. And I'm, I'm not even talking about getting to the Pac-12 championship. I'm talking pre-Pac-12 championship here. They might be a three-loss team. The the way that – and the way – got to look at the schedule again for USC, but you go – all right, let's see. You go home against Arizona. Then you're at Notre Dame. This team – I don't know if this team can beat Notre Dame and the defense that Notre Dame has. Hosting Utah, this team – is not going to beat Utah if it has cam rising. Um, And even if it doesn't have cam rising, I I don't know, they'll have enough, I think to, to kind of knife through the, the USC defense, this team isn't beating Washington and this team probably isn't going to beat Oregon either. Like I, I I don't see the path for USC right now. The
0: Oregon games in Eugene, that will be all. Yeah. You're going to walk into that as a seven point dog Mm -hmm. like that. Look, man, I got a couple takeaways on the Colorado side from this, but the one for me, and we'll get to the rankings, USC's included. You'll be fascinated to see where. But they they are totally fraudulent to me until they prove otherwise. And, look, you have some talent on the defensive line. You went out and got Bear Alexander. You killed it in the portal building this defense. Is there a chance Lincoln Riley executes Alex Grinch and just, like, Bring anybody in on the interim to take over the defense, maybe. And that could heal some wounds. But right now, man, this team, they've got no shot. And it sucks. They got the best player in college football in Caleb Williams. yeah, he's And they're going to waste this offense.
1: He's got his stranglehold back on the Heisman odds now. Plus 170. Next closest is Pennix at plus 400.
0: And I so, know he had that pick, but I don't want to hear about yeah. the interception. He knew he was going for the school record and passing touchdowns. He was forcing mm-hmm. it down the field. I'm fine with it. Right. He got fat and happy.
1: Six touchdowns in this game for Caleb Williams. Also throws for over 400 yards as well. Like, Boy, watching that would look nice in a Bears uniform, wouldn't it? Um, But yeah, no, I mean, this USC team, this is going to be the story of it every single week. They're going to be a team that hangs around 50 points offensively, but defensively, you're going to see that number be right around the same. It feels like they're going to let teams play step for step with them all along the way, and even though... Colorado made a push at the end. I don't think ever truly had a chance to win this game. No, of course not. But you're, this team's going to run into much better defenses in the Pac-12. And you're going to start to see USC start to get shut down a little bit. USC had a 48-21 to 21
0: lead in this game. Like, I want to flip to the Colorado side because I got annoyed again, Tyler. Oh, no. I got annoyed again. This game ends, and I'm looking at my phone. And I'm getting the push notifications, mm-hmm. which you know you're going to get from the Colorado Shadur sanders Dion versus Caleb Williams game. Yeah. You know the push notifications are coming. Mm-hmm. Not one of them. USC goes to Boulder and takes care of business. Not one of them. Caleb Williams, number one pick in the draft, throws six touchdowns at Boulder. No, let's go
1: with the lead. Shadur Sanders leads comeback in loss. It's not a comeback if you never have a lead. It was he
0: was never didn't tied. Didn't lead an effing comeback, dude. It was forty-eight to twenty-one in the fourth fucking quarter. Can we stop, Tyler? Can we stop? For the love of all that is holy, stop. You're a four-point favorite at Arizona State. They blow. That is not a bull team, and you might lose that game. Party's over in Colorado. Enough. 48 21. I got to read. Shadur Sanders leads comeback.
1: I will say, You I, lost. I think the helium's out of the balloon now. I, I really do. Like seeing these two games for Colorado in succession, even though the final score may say something different, it doesn't tell the story of the game. I. I can feel that we've lost some Colorado steam. I I hope because, man,
0: but boy, I'm surprised
1: that uh, Arizona
0: State is not the big noon kickoff this weekend,
1: three thirty game. I don't think they're awake in uh, in Tempe at no, uh, uh, what's that uh, hum- nine a.m.
0: hungover for sure. I think they're Mountain Time in Tempe. Are they Mountain?
1: Yeah, know, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, a little so ten, 10 a.m. a.m. action. My point still stands. I don't think they're awake in Tempe at ten a.m. I I'm just. It feels like the hype's out of the balloon for
0: everybody except for Dion. And Dion keeps coming out and going, if you can't see that we're close and see you football, what we're going to do this year. And it's like, I get it. You got a gig. I, I, look, I think Dion can build a national championship team yeah. in college well, football. Well, I don't think
1: he's wrong in what he's saying. Like, it's just
0: not going to be this right. year. Right.
1: I can see you putting
0: some together at Colorado for 2024. He said publicly Shadour Sanders is coming back to school because he wants to be the number one pick and he can make so much NIL money. He's like Travis Hunter might be back next year or will be back next year. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring in a ton of transfer talent. You'll bring in good recruits. Next year, I'm willing to have the conversation. But this whole deal now where I got to look at everything they do as a push notification, Shadour Sanders leads, comeback, and I've got Dion touting like he won, yelling at the media, if you still don't believe, like, enough. L- just let this year be this year. You're not good enough yet. It's okay. Yeah. I You're think not close to USC. He's,
1: it's okay. He's building things the right way, and I think already to have three wins as Colorado, like, this season's already a success for Colorado. Absolutely. And the way that it's been built, like, moving forward, yeah, this is going to be a team that probably has eight, nine wins next year, maybe even gets itself into the 10-win conversation.
0: Making year. a bowl this year is a borderline work of
1: art. It's border No, it's borderline your coach of the year yeah, for it's, a six-win team.
0: Getting a bowl game with the talent level at Colorado is miracle work. That is Christ turning water into wine. And I still don't know that they get to the six wins. But, hey, they the get a lot of eyeballs. A- so maybe at five, the NCAA throws them a bone and has them play Eastern
1: Michigan somewhere. Do you think Boulder has the APR to, to get into a bowl game? They get eyeballs. It's but it's an academic progress rate I know that
0: but gets you in at five can, wins. Can you imagine the NCAA bumping off the APR to get TV ratings on Colorado Eastern Michigan in like I don't know
1: the Idaho Potato Bowl? You think Dion's going to Idaho? He's declining <laughs> that invite so Fuck fast. You all right? Um, let's move along here. Alabama, a forty to seventeen beatdown over Mississippi State. I mean. I think this is another one of the deceptive results here. Jalen Miller threw 12 passes in this game. I think he was 10 of 12 in the game. Um, It was a blowout. Alabama got a late touchdown as well. Uh, They also got a defensive touchdown here. But I think people are kind of maybe buying a little bit back in on Alabama. Until you've got a quarterback, because this is a year where if you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning a, a playoff, and you probably aren't winning a playoff game at that. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going anywhere. And I don't know if Alabama has a quarterback. Now Jalen Milrow is the guy in that room and, and I don't know why he ever got bumped off of being the guy. He I think we're seeing how good Texas is right now. Yeah, oh and, yeah. And he gave Texas a run. Um, but I I just don't see it with this Alabama team, even though they had the forty to seventeen win.
0: I'm not gonna tell you that they're vintage. And I'm not gonna tell you that they're like gonna make the playoff or that they're an SEC title contender, but Look around the SEC. The conference is down. LSU, bad loss. That's a bad loss over the weekend. We'll get to it in a moment. What did I tell you a couple weeks ago after Bama lost to Texas? You want to go out this year and be competitive? You got to make a decision. You got to go to a spread option. You got to go to a spread power run scheme. You're going to have to limit the throws, 12 attempts for Milrow, like you mentioned, and you're going to just have to pound the rock. They ran it forty three times. Saban is not doing what he wants to do. He's doing what he needs to do, and they can out talent a lot of this conference with high floor players that they have this year. I'm not telling you Bama's back, but this SEC stinks, and I'm I wouldn't rule out ten wins. Ten wins for this Bama team. I, I got to take a look at the rest of the schedule. You get here. Arkansas in Tuscaloosa. Arkansas blows. You get Tennessee in Tuscaloosa, Joe Milton blows, you get LSU in Tuscaloosa, LSU blows, you got to go to Kentucky, that might be the next loss, Yeah. if there is one. Then you get your freebie Chattanooga, and then you get Auburn, uh, who blows.
1: Auburn almost took down Georgia this week. I want to talk to you about Georgia. Yeah, uh, no, when I've we got, get there. I've got Georgia on my, my list of topics here for us today. Georgia is... You want to just do it? Yeah, let's do it. How, how the hell does any AP voter justify putting Georgia number one? Because you I can't don't know. tell me the pedigree at this point. I don't Now, know. in fairness, they, they slipped from 55 number one votes to 35 this week. But squeaking out a 27-20 win over Auburn, I mean... What the hell is that? They have had way too many close calls this year where they've been down double digits. They've been down and just kind of eek their way back. You're not going to be able to flip a switch against these Pac-12 teams that you might face in the playoff. You're not going to be able to flip a switch against some of these other dominant defenses that you may go up against. It, quite frankly, like I know you say LSU sucks. LSU's going to beat this Georgia team. You know who else is
0: going to beat this Georgia team? If uh, Well, LSU-Georgia in in an SEC title. I'm going to assume we live in a world where Georgia sleepwalks through Mm -hmm. off of Brock Bowers and off of their offensive line talent. But do you know who's going to beat them? I'm going to do something I don't want to do. I'm going to do something that I have to do. Michigan is going to tax that ass. Dude, Kentucky could beat this team. Auburn, without a quarterback, Peyton Thorne, stinks. And he stunk in that game. He was Mm -hmm. awful. Yep. Robbie Ashford, can't even put him in the game. He can't play. They have no quarterback. All they did was line up and pop you for 219 yards on the ground. Georgia? Georgia, against a team with no QB, is getting mauled. They played Kentucky this week. What do you think Kentucky's going to do to them this week? uh, That one scares me because the line's 14 and a half, and it feels like Kentucky's too easy. I'm a, I don't know what I do with Georgia anymore. I feel like we've missed the boat. I'm fading them. But when you go up against a legitimate running game like Michigan, they're taxing your ass. You, Dude, forget about the, the late second half stuff. Forget about the grimy game against South Carolina and some of the struggles we've seen offensively and needing to ride Brock Bowers to a win at the end here and needing Peyton Thorne to turn the ball over so you can go home. Like, you give up 219 yards on the ground to a team with no quarterback? Kirby Smart's defense? You're letting them pound the rock when they don't even have a thread of throwing? It was,
1: uh, listen, the the fact that, okay. What is that? You've, you've beat a, a dead quarterback in Peyton Thorne, and you beat maybe the most reckless quarterback in Spencer Rattler, and the fact that both of those games were close, both of those games you had significant deficits in, what happens when you face a real quarterback? What's going to happen? You're going to get your teeth kicked in. Texas
0: would bomb them. I think Mm -hmm. Michigan would bomb them. Florida State. I think Florida State would bomb them. Ohio State, probably. I think Washington would bomb them. Like, I'm at a point, Georgia might be fraudulent. And look, it's not your fault. It's incredibly hard to win three straight. It hasn't been done in almost 100 years. Like... It can just be what it is. This doesn't have to be some big, like, oh, Georgia failed. No, nah, man, they they put 22 kids on defense into the NFL draft the past two seasons. Maybe more than that. It might be 27. Something ridiculous. They, every Every draft, they're pumping guys to the NFL. They're losing guys. This was the year they really had to reset the deck. Now you have a new quarterback. Winning three straights, really difficult. This is still the premier program. It's just... This is what we've talked about, man, with the rankings. Tyler, they don't need to be off of last year's reputation. No, we are in week, week, week six fluid. now.
1: We are in week six now. All that shit needs to be thrown out the window when you're making your, your AP ballot. Let it be what it is. I would be intrigued to see what the playoff committee, where they would put Georgia. There is no There's no reason. way they would be number one.
0: Again, I don't want to do it. There is no reason Michigan's not the number one team in America today. Mm -hmm. There's zero reason. I'm with you. They played the game everybody's looked for them to play at Nebraska. J.J. McCarthy looked fantastic. He only had to throw it 18 times, but that's fine because he looked great when he did. And the running game. And they ran the ball down Nebraska's throat. And I get it. It's Nebraska. But when you dominate to the level that they did there is no reason that Michigan shouldn't be the number one team in America today. This loyalty to Georgia because of Kirby smart and what he's built. This team is
1: not legitimate. This team probably isn't a top four team. I don't America think so right now. Like
0: my, 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 my personal
1: number one is Texas right now. I have after, no argument after the beat down that they put on, on, on Kansas this week, albeit a Kansas team that we already kind of figured was a little flimsy, especially when you don't play with your starting quarterback in this game. Um, And we'll get to that in a second, but, like, this team is not a top-four team. This is not a playoff team.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. And the
1: fact that we're crowning them and elevating them to the number-one team in the country after six or into the sixth week of football here, like, what what are we doing? I'm going to ask you something. If Georgia loses to Kentucky
0: this weekend— which is kind of unfathomable. Kentucky, again, going on the road. Athens, 14 and a half point dogs. But
1: South Carolina played a close game yeah, in Athens.
0: You, t- Kentucky living and dying on explosive plays. They pummeled Florida. The, uh, if Kentucky goes into Athens and beats Georgia, does the SEC make the playoff?
1: No, I, w- I would guess no. Brendan uh, like, Riley
0: just storming into our like, studio. Yeah.
1: What's up, Brendan? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Um, but yeah, n- like no, they're shut out. They have to be. Like who, who's making the playoff out of here? Georgia. Does an SEC champion make a playoff?
0: I'm looking at my top ten, and we'll get to it. I have one SEC team. If if Kentucky beats Georgia, I think the SEC's out. I really do. LSU, the loss to Ole Miss, you can't have it. You can't have that, and the loss to Florida State. LSU's
1: gone. Let me let me actually let me sell you on LSU. Why I think they could be the two two lost playoff team. They played a one bad, my mind. they played one bad half of football against Florida State opening week in in a quasi road game. All right. They they play a, they go to the Grove and lose by a touchdown, right? We've talked the Grove is not an easy place to play. They gave up seven hundred and eleven yards. So what? Like we see teams do that all the time. They what, went what, what into what the portal. Oklahoma do during those years,
0: they went into the portal and exclusively got five star kids. And Brian Kelly's going. We fixed team, the secondary. We got finishes all these pieces. Eleven
1: and two as an SEC champion. Are they in? No chance. Eleven and two as an SEC champion. That old, that old Miss loss, you can't have it. And look, I don't know that they're going to. Are we going to have Alabama as the SEC champion? No, because I don't think Alabama can beat LSU. Like, if they play that game against against that LSU team, like, they're not winning that game. Bama doesn't have the horses offensively. This has been my
0: point all season to you. This SEC stinks. It's not good. It's the worst SEC that I've ever seen. There is not one team in here that I think one can win a playoff game, let alone a national championship. I look at the teams I think are in the playoff today – all of them race any of these SEC teams like
1: it 's not even close i don 't know about race i don 't think i don 't think these playoff teams would like i don 't think Michigan would race this lSU team oh I do no I do I think lSU offensively is too good LSU is too good off now i 'm not saying they 're going to go out and win a playoff game but offensively they they could play with any of these teams they could they're too good offensively
0: Man, that that game against at Death Valley—they got to show me something. Put them together because the game at Death
1: Valley well, against Arkansas is. 11, is the one
0: that really worries me.
1: Eleven and two as an SEC champion, like that is putting together games. That is now putting together. Was that like seven games in a row? You'd have to do.
0: Yeah, they, they, but the defense is so Eight, deeply unserious. Thirty-one at home to Arkansas, and then you go and give up seven hundred and eleven yards to Jackson Dart a week after they put up seven at Bama. I like. I don't know. This LSU team, I got to wait and see. I'm out on them right now. All right. I know you're holding on to your baby. You got your future tickets. They're talking a little bit.
1: Yeah. Your future tickets are barking. I've got more of a Florida State interest, I would say. And a a Washington interest, too. I have a
0: Florida State and USC interest. I think the USC interest is dead
1: yeah unfortunately. Um, okay, let's move along here. Uh, where do we want to go next? How, you, I brought up Washington. this was the the week of oh no no, no, let's go to Texas actually. What am I doing here? Texas okay, and what Kansas. are you doing Texas and Kansas all right, Texas beats the brakes off of Kansas 40 to 14. You want to know what the most hilarious part of this game to me was at the the little run into the tunnel right before half and Lance Leipold, is talking about how Jaden Daniels is in the locker room getting work because they're going to try to pump him out there for the second half. I I was laughing my ass off when I heard that. When have we ever seen that? A quarterback enters the game, the starting quarterback does not play in the first half, and all of a sudden, just by the magic of God, is ready to go for the second half. (laughs) What the fuck?
0: By by the way, uh, RIP Kansas betters. Holy hell. You talk about a bad beat. That's up there. When you've got a line, if you got him at 18, I'm very sorry for you. Going A line that that morning was 17 in some places, closed 15 and a half, 15, seven minutes before kickoff, Jaden Daniels out. Yeah. Oops. Like, I I feel – that takes money off the table. Uh, Any worry in the first half of this game, Texas really struggled with that triple option. The second half, they just choked out Kansas. Like, Kansas ran out of gas.
1: I – I think it's more of a they weren't prepared for it because they probably spent all week working for Jaden Daniels, yeah. motion,
0: passing offense. Yeah, I,
1: I think most of it, was, that was the product of what it was. They were expecting Jalen Daniels out there, and they didn't get Jalen Daniels out there. I, I bet you if you asked Sark if he was surprised he would, and you pump some truth serum into him, he would say yes, absolutely. Well, and it kind of
0: passes the eye test if that's the way you want to go with it because that second half, Texas just dominant. Yeah. Texas wouldn't let them have anything. So it, that does pass the eye test and Texas again, you know, it, people are going to talk about the Rice game, they were sleepy. People are going to talk about the Wyoming game, but now you put two straight, you bomb Baylor on the road in Waco and then you welcome in a ranked Kansas and you bomb them. But now we get one of the games of the year. Yes. 5 and 0 Oklahoma mm-hmm. going to the Cotton Bowl for 5 and 0 Texas in the Red River Showdown. That is
1: a beautiful thing. It's restored. That's the best part about this game. The rivalry is restored. Last year was a no contest, no fun. Was it 49 nothing or something like that? Yeah. Like, no thanks, right? But we're getting back to the roots of Texas, Oklahoma, and I'm expecting a great shootout.
0: Oklahoma, fresh off a 50-burger against Iowa State, and Texas, fresh off a 40-burger against Kansas. This is what you want out of the Big 12. And interesting little look-ahead nugget. We'll talk about this game Saturday as well. Line open to seven. Have you looked at what's been going on here? I have not. Earth is on Texas. Earth. 90% plus of the bets. The line, seven to six. Wow. Oklahoma. Yeah. Hammer. Hammer the easiest button i've ever pressed. one, my sooner's. i told you they're winning the big yeah. 12. Mm-hmm. two, we get the steam down from everybody betting texas.
1: i'm in on oklahoma. yeah. uh th- this feels like a like one of those 5148s. it's just who who has the ball last yeah. year. 5148, whoever touches the ball last is going to be the one that comes out on top. yeah, I'm and i'm not you. saying it's going to be that texas is going to lose this game. But they're, they might just have the ball last.
0: That's what this game is supposed to be, though. Yes. I don't want to turn this on and watch defense. Right. I want to turn this on and watch these two teams just high fly.
1: Forget tackling. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Um, but, yeah, in, in this game, I'm mean, 40-14. to 14, Even if you do have some concerns about how Texas played defense in the first half, they still only let up 14 points. Yeah. And I get backup quarterback. All right. But 14 points for against a quarterback you didn't prepare for. Take the- it and run.
0: The triple option too, if you get surprised by it, is extremely hard to prepare for. Like it's like, it's like in the tourney when you have to play a team that runs a two-three zone the day after you play somebody that runs man. It's going to be a difficult turnaround right. if you're expecting like the the motion pulled uh, offense and Jaden Daniels throwing the ball around, and you get Jason Bean triple option out of the shotgun you're probably going to be caught off guard a little bit.
1: Well, here's the other thing about it, too, is when you these teams that play service academies or when Georgia Tech ran the triple option, yeah. too, there were days, like full-ass days spent in the summer strictly game planning for Georgia Tech. They're, that's just how it is. Yeah. They spend a whole day, sometimes multiple days, this is how we are going to beat Georgia Tech, and we just run up against that defense all day. And Texas didn't have one of those days. Yeah. And the fact that they were able to turn on a dime like that, like the defense for Texas, as great as the offense is, the defense is why this team could win a championship.
0: Also credit to Lance Leipold for having the triple option in your back pocket like that when you have to go to yeah. your backup quarterback and just being like the only way we have a chance is to become a service academy. We're going to basically be Coastal Carolina today. Credit to Lance Leipold who kept him in the game for half.
1: Yeah. No doubt about that. Good. I think he's a good coach. and I, This is probably his last year at Kansas, too. So. More than likely. He
0: mm-hmm. could be headed to East Lansing. No.
1: Oh, I want to give you my number one coach in Kansas. I, I've got that stored away. Let's save that for All the right. end. A couple more games I want to get to here. Um, Washington, seven-point win over Arizona. Not concerned. They, they had a, a chokehold on this game the entire way. I know Michael Penix didn't throw a touchdown in this game. They ran the ball fantastic. I'm not worried about the uh, Washington Huskies. Yeah, kind of just uh, and obviously, I don't get Pac-12 Network. I didn't really get yeah, a chance to I. watch this. I had to watch some like shitty uh, Reddit stream. Um, I, just By watching. The way, a side note: the best part about the Pac-12 Swan Song is the death of Pac-12 yeah, Network. It's horrible. Oh my goodness! I don't want to have to go to I... a bar just to watch a game. Yes, I, the death of the Pac-12 Network is going to be the greatest thing that happens to this disintegration of the conference. Anyway. Um, no, I was just
0: watching the box score, watching the game cast. I don't think Washington even took this game seriously. No. Washington was like, whatever. We're, who cares? We're on the road in Tucson. Let's not put any uh, unneeded stress on Michael Penix. We'll just go win. No yeah. big deal. I, I, I'm not worried about him at all. Yeah.
1: Um, Oregon blew out Stanford. But, hey, Bo Nix finally had a road game. But that first half was ugly. What was it, 7-6 at the end of the first half? Something like that. Like they were not. They did not look good in the first half, and then just explode in the third quarter. Does it
0: count uh, as a road game? Can I say road? Bo struggles struggles uh, when there were seven people at the game. Does it, does it still count as a road game? And the tree is one of them. The first half was difficult for Oregon because the only people in the stands were the tree. Bo on the road. He's not good. Can yeah. I
1: count Stanford as a road game? No, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll still count it. I'll still count it. You go on the road, you go into someone else's house, it still counts. But Um, 14-6, by the way, the halftime score. Whatever.
0: You know, they had the little hangover. They had the big game against Colorado that they took way more seriously than I think most teams will take Colorado the rest of the way. And you go out and you got that. Look, the big thing is you put the big number up in the second half and nobody cares. They're going to look at the box score, they're going to see that, and they're going to put you in the top 25. Oregon's destiny is out in front of them. Winning road games is still the final obstacle for bonix. Maybe he gets a little confidence
1: going to uh, Stanford and getting the win. We'll see. Uh, last game I want to get to here, unless you've got another one that you want to bring up, but Penn State 41-13 over Northwestern. This was a game. James Franklin, my hero. James Franklin. Might be public enemy number one in Las Vegas for what he has done now twice this yeah. year. Holy shit. Yeah. The you, fake Neil?
0: Did you think that was a fake Neal live? I thought it was like a play action I draw. So
1: I, I wasn't watching
0: the game live, but I saw the play. I didn't think it was a kneel. I had this conversation. I texted uh, Waddle yesterday because I heard him talking about it on Waddle and Sylvie. And I'm like, that, that wasn't a Neil. to or, To me... It was like a fake draw, play action. You know, they, they'll fake the quarterback draw and then throw. That's what I thought it was. I did never think it was a kneel down. They talked about it on the broadcast. If it had been a kneel down, it's like a 15-yard penalty yeah. and loss a down. Um, they, I, I can't remember who was doing the color commentary, but he, even he was like, I think that's a draw. That looks like a play action to me. And that's what I thought watching live. But James Franklin either way. Week one, asshole, going for the cover with, what, seven seconds left yep. in the game mm-hmm. to blow the 17. And then at Northwestern, two and a half minutes to go, ball on the 40. You could very easily just run this clock out. Hey, let's throw the ball deep. Touchdown, we cover. This guy, he knows the spreads. At yes. this point, can we just admit James Franklin knows the number and he wants to cover spreads?
1: I, I had this conversation uh from an NFL standpoint of which coaches know the number? Sean so, McVay. I said Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel. I think Kyle Shanahan knows. it. I had one more, too, that's escaping me. Oh, Nick Sirianni definitely knows the number, too. Um, those guys know the number heading into these games. James Franklin knows the numbers. Yeah, I clearly. Because he's, like, James Franklin might be betting on Penn State. Wouldn't shock me. <laughs> like, would we
0: Would we hate that? If James Franklin's going, I'm laying 26 points with my team. No, I wouldn't hate it. I, I don't care. You yeah. want to lay 26 with your team? Yeah. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Betting against them. But that's, if you want to just lay, th- like, if, if it came out, and obviously we're not reporting anything, if it came out James Franklin's laying 26 with his guys and that's why he's going for the throat at the end of games... Kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I
0: I kind of make some. I, me I like don't hate bit.
1: it. Like I don't hate it. Like I'm, I'm for it. I, I have no problem with that. I, I would hope he's not doing it, but I wouldn't have a problem if if it came out that he was doing it. Kind of cool to me. I kind of enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up here. I, so I've got a list of quarterbacks here. All right, because this this is kind of something. I was looking at some of the top teams in the sport right now, rankings wise, and I've got a list of quarterbacks here that I'm going to say, go out and win me a football game. Go out, win me a big game. Okay. How many of these guys can win you a big game? All right. All right you ready? J.J. McCarthy.
0: No. I agree. Carson, I don't even need to explain it. No.
1: Carson Beck.
0: No. He looks really bothered by pressure. He does. He looks like you can get him off balance pretty yeah. easily. Kyle McCord. No. Uh, yes,
1: he did it. He factually did it. Okay, but J.J. McCarthy has factually won a game. Like, go out and won a big game. He has never been the reason that they won a big game. Kyle McCord was also not the reason they won a big game.
0: Fourth and and a mile, he delivered a strike over the middle.
1: How about 10 guys in the end zone?
0: Okay, whatever. Like, you still got to get them to the inch line. Uh, Kyle McCord went out and did it. He was... He's got the ball in his hand. He's got to make the throw. He made the throw. I would. feel I will shakier, say yes
1: on Kyle McCord. I would feel shakier actually about JJ
0: McCarthy than Kyle McCord. Shakier is in like if you had to pick between if the I two in pick, a big I would spot. Take JJ.
1: Really? Yes.
0: JJ, Mister Two Pick Sixes and a fumble in the uh, in the playoff game last year. What has Kyle McCord? Like-
1: I, I don't. Notre get, Dame
0: at night didn't turn it over. Led the team down the field, winning drive. That
1: throw was uh, ten men or otherwise, Buka, right? Like, yeah, you've got wild talent on the outside there.
0: Like every big game, JJ's winning. His team's winning by thirty points, and they're just running the ball. What it's about the that? offensive line just bullying in the second half?
1: Okay. But I, I, I haven't seen Kyle McCord do it. He did it at he, Notre Dame. Did he do it, or did the receivers do it? What look at the, the look at the receiving talent about. he's got.
0: Well, of course, but you still have to get the ball to them. Fourth and a, a an mile, easy strike there. Fourth and a mile stands in, delivers. I'm
1: not taking Kyle McCord. He I'm not factually was the reason they got not the ball the to the receivers. All right, uh, moving on here. DJU, no. No. Get the fuck out of here. No. Drew Aller. I'm intrigued by his first big game. Like, when, I, when he plays uh, Michigan first? Yeah. October 28th, I think. I'm
0: intrigued by that. It might be Ohio State. I'll have to look. But it, the Michigan game, he gets
1: in Happy Valley. Like, I think it is Michigan first.
0: The Ohio State game is more intriguing to me because he's got to go to the shoe.
1: I think I, either way. Like,
0: but I'm, I'm excited to watch both. He is just really up and down. It feels like if you make things very easy on him and he gets a quick read to an open guy, he's going to deliver a great throw. But when things get difficult, like the first
1: half at Northwestern was a struggle. Yeah. I think we're having a different conversation about him next year. I mean, it's his first year starting yeah. in college. Could be having a different conversation with, about him next year because you can see the talent. I, like you, The talent pops off the page Way more with this guy than it does with McCord.
0: I will never say an incomplete. I will never say wait and see. I hate that. So, gun to my head here, I'm going to say no on Drew Aller. I think
1: he's the guy who throws the reckless pick.
0: Like, if you're asking me, can this quarterback go on the road and beat a team they need to beat or, like, win a playoff game, I'm going to say no on Drew Aller.
1: Riley Leonard.
0: I'm going to say yes with the assumption Mike Elko's not shoving his head up his I'm own saying,
1: ass. I'm not even saying win the game. I'm saying, like, offensively win. Offensively win the game. Like, if your defense lets things up on the other side with 30 seconds then, left, that's not on Riley Leonard.
0: Yes, Riley Leonard in the second half of that game did it. So, yes.
1: Sam Hartman.
0: Yeah, definitely. He did it. Same thing. Second half of that game, Duke, final drive. I would say I would give him more
1: credence. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Milrow. No. No shot. He's one of those guys who could get me, like, every third one, I feel like.
0: I just, like, anybody that you're limiting to 12 pass attempts, 14 pass attempts, it's all on the ground. But he also can have the explosive plays with his legs. Yeah, but no, I'm not relying on a guy who can only throw it. If you get in a negative script in a big game, like if LSU jumps your bones and you're down 14-0 with Milrow, you're out of the game. You're done. Yeah, no. probably. Um,
1: and then last one, Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> Going to find out on Sunday, Saturday. Because um, he hasn't had that big game yet in terms of, like, go out and, and win me a football game. A lot of that is UCF.
0: Gus Melzon. sucks. Um, last year was a throwaway. He got injured. So far this season, I, I, I'll say yes because I believe in the kid. I think he's I really, really good. Yeah. I believe in the talent of Dylan Gabriel. I liked what he's shown me on the ground. He's been even impressive. So I'll say yes.
1: I think Dylan Gabriel is one of those guys who he's, he'll go out and do his job. The defense may blow their job the other way. Yeah, that's probably fair. Like, with 45 seconds left, I could see it, it. Dylan Gabriel goes out and leads the drive, with, and then 45 seconds left, Texas maybe comes down, kicks a field goal. Totally fair. OT. I could see that. He needs Venables to back him up with the defense. Yes. All right. That's my list there. And, and like those are all guys that we, aside from Riley Leonard, by just threw his name in there, um, those are all guys that we could see playing a playoff game. Like... Eh, I guess maybe not Milrow either, but... Yeah, I doubt... But, I but like, be, Those are guys that we could see play in their conference championship games, no doubt.
0: Bama winning out is my fucking nightmare. I don't want to see this Bama team anywhere near a college football playoff. They stink. This Bama team, it, it, do not put them in the playoff. Give them a New Year's Six Bowl, even if they've got a loss and a PAC- SEC title. I keep saying Pac-12. You know why? Because the Pac-12 is the best conference in football. It, it, if they win the SEC, do not put them in the playoff. They blow. Yeah.
1: I don't want to see it. All right. Uh, you have some strong Michigan thoughts you want to get to. Yeah, I got to defend their honor. They they blew the doors off of Nebraska in Lincoln. And, I mean, Roman Wilson is a guy who all of a sudden is shooting up draft boards. Yep. He, that's one of the – I mean, he mossed the fuck out of that guy. Like, this is a team that's – all right – the Big 10 championship like the the race for the Big 10 championship is is officially on, I think. They should be fucking furious.
0: Michigan fans and Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and everybody involved should be fucking livid. We'll get to my power rankings. Michigan is not number 1 in my power rankings. But when you look at an AP poll and you have Michigan coming off of 45 to 7, on the road in Lincoln against Nebraska. They've played five games. They've won them all, and they haven't allowed more than seven points in any of them. And now they go out against Nebraska and finally put up the performance everyone, myself included, has been asking for. They ran the shit out of the ball. J.J. McCarthy played well, didn't need to throw a lot, but didn't matter. And then how about your second-string offense comes in and still shreds them? Mm Mm-hmm. The offensive line looked fantastic. Corum looked fantastic. Edwards still, what the fuck, buddy? Like, that guy's got to figure it out. But the running game finally looked like itself. J.J. looked great in his past attempts. I think only 18 of them. Yes. There is no reason why today that team is not the number one team in America. Yeah. When you look at an AP people and you've got 35 votes for Georgia and 12 for Michigan, I want to know what the fuck the difference is. Michigan has looked miles better than Georgia. Georgia gave up, I said it, 200 yards on the ground to a team that has no quarterback. They let Auburn pound the rock with no quarterback. Michigan assassinating their opponents, and I get they've played nobody, but who the fuck has Georgia played? I Listen,
1: they've played nobody, but
0: nobody's scored more than seven points on them. Exactly. And that's, dude, I've asked for more from Michigan this season, and they showed it to me. And I come in today, and I'm like, if I had an AP vote, power rankings are a different game. But if I had an AP vote today, Michigan would be number one. They deserve it. They earned it. And it's ridiculous that we're still getting this fake-ass
1: Georgia team ahead of them. There's no reason for it. I would still put Texas. As my number one. But because Michigan, of the big game win? Because of the big game. We haven't seen a big game win for Michigan. And again, they haven't had a chance to. They won't have a chance to for like another six, seven weeks. Um, yeah, can five, I give five, you a 19-point
0: favorites over Minnesota?
1: But you do have to reward teams when they do, do shit. And Texas has gone out and done shit.
0: We can't just go, look... We get the rep with Michigan, but we have to wait and see. And then they show you, and we go, eh, still not moving them up over a Georgia team. That kind of sucks. It It's just there's no reason Michigan's not number one today.
1: How are you tailoring your your Big Ten power rankings? It's a party of three, but how, how would you round-robin that out? Right now, I'd go Michigan one,
0: Penn State two, Ohio State three. I would match you on that.
1: Actually, I flipped
0: it. I'm going to go with Michigan 1, Ohio State 2, Penn State two. I would still put Penn State 2. I think the defense is... Yeah, that first half got me a little worried.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> a fluke touchdown against Northwestern, whatever.
0: The, the first... It just that being a game. Like, 10-3 late in that second half. Or in the first half, it just... Dude, if you think the vibes if you
1: think James Franklin gets hopped off for a cover, what do you think he does when he sees a plus on his money line? Yeah, fair. His nuts will really be tingling then. Holy shit. I'm I'm betting us plus two fifty in the shoe.
0: Think about that. Incredible. Imagine they win that game. That would be yeah. Um (laughs) Yeah, I, I just I think Michigan should be number one. I wanted to defend them a little bit. Yeah, I think I, it's ridiculous, this the the narrative that's going on around them.
1: They, listen, I, you'd get no fight from me if they were the number one team ahead of Georgia right now. In fact, I, I'm so broken as a Bears fan. I've been on the anti-Harbaugh train for this uh, Bears team. I'd take them at this point. Well, take anything them. would be
0: an improvement. Yeah.
1: I still feel like, you know,
0: if you really look at the last seven years at Michigan, or nine years now, however long it's been, this guy does not play well with authority. You got to have somebody who will just completely bend over for him and give him full autonomy. I don't think he's getting that in
1: Chicago. Well, like, what, remember, like Kevin Warren's been in circles with Jim Harbaugh for a long time. So we'll maybe, but I don't think it'd be a long term hire. It would
0: be mighty expensive. Do you know what he makes in Michigan? Try ten mil a I was year. Say ten, yeah. You better go north of ten. You want to get him out of Ann Arbor now. Maybe he just wants to go back to the NFL and chase the dream that badly. If it's me, my preference would still be go get the offensive coordinator. That's next up. I just view that as the best. I would path. too,
1: but in recent years, I would have been kicking and screaming. If the Bears brought Harbaugh in here, yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. Well, that's how bad it's gotten. Yes.
0: That's how okay. bad it's
1: gotten. Mm. Do you think he'd stay in Chicago for longer than four years? You know, it's a little different because he played here. I wonder if that whole like, how much weight that holds. Like, he was the quarterback here once upon a time. It yeah. held
0: weight when he went back to Michigan. But then the flip of that is why would you ever leave Michigan? You were getting $10 million a year. You clearly don't have to win a national title. You can continue to well, win the Big Ten. Uh, what are they going to fire him?
1: Uh, it came close before.
0: Yeah, but they were winning eight games a year when it came close. As long as they're beating Ohio State
1: and winning but the Big w- Ten, they weren't being like we. Would you be? At all surprised if all of a sudden we saw the flip uh, the script flip back to Ohio State kicking Michigan's ass.
0: No, but I also they have a university president who is more in the public face than the athletic director. The athletic director doesn't exist. Ward Manuel he's yeah. locked in a cupboard somewhere. Santa Ono's putting all the press releases out about everything. Guy's Jim Harbaugh guy's a legend. I mean, it's dude. He's got the president in his lap. He's god in the city. Nobody will ever go out against him. He's got full autonomy of the program. Gets ten million a year. I'm like, why would you leave? Now that you finally built this thing up, so you feel like the juggernaut in the conference, why would you leave? I hope he leaves. And it makes me better. It makes me feel better about my chances. But
1: I don't know why he would. I see. That's the thing to but go like, chase
0: a Super Bowl that you're probably not going to win.
1: The NFL is the NFL. Like that there's is an the, allure to it. Yes, especially if you could go to the franchise that you played for. <laughs> I think that would be that would hold a little bit of weight there. All right, maybe some guys are just college guys like Harbaugh. I just Harbaugh, I think yes, I I agree. I think he he will be more successful in college, but I think he like he's had success in the NFL too. Does it's it also say runs thin on guys?
0: Does it say anything that the last few years he has been the one leaking the NFL stuff like that? He's been the one putting out the stories. He's searching for jobs. He's going listening. out. He's He went to
1: Minnesota to sign the document. Right. He's hat
0: in hand. I want the gig. It's not teams are calling him. His phone's not ringing off the hook. Everybody else is kind of saying we're not interested. And Jim is, you know, pimping himself as this NFL guy ready to get a gig. If you're a Bears fan, to me, you being the team that goes, please, Jimmy, come save us. I don't know if that's a spot I want to be in when the rest of the league has looked this guy up and down and gone, No thank you. And the Vikings that close call, boy, when it gets that I'm close not saying and the team's cl- like, eh. I, I don't know how close that really I think it sounded it sounded like Jim made it more close than yes. it really was. And I just when you've got every team going, We're
1: good. Like Vegas, they didn't even call him. He's in the well, media but, going, but the I want the Vegas gig. How how much of that is these teams aren't meeting his number. Again,
0: why would you then be willing to do it?
1: You're going to pay him $13 million? Well It doesn't count against the cap. Like, what, is it, what does it matter? It doesn't count against the cap or anything. Like, it's an outside expense. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, would, I would be wary. I feel like it's a short-term
0: thing. I feel like it might not work. Like, the other thing, too, with Harbaugh and these Michigan teams, anytime they get into a passing script – they're fucked because there's no creativity. It's just we have better offensive linemen than you. We're going to line up, push you, and we're going to beat you. And as soon as you get them in a passing script like TCU did, you're dead. Like when Ohio State used to put them in passing scripts, they were dead. And that's some of what we saw when he was with San Francisco too. And exactly. Like when, when cap, when it wasn't working, you were dead. And not just like not like we're going to lose this game. When Michigan got put in passing scripts by Ohio State, they were getting fucking murdered. Like 62 to 20, murdered. I just, be very careful, because you're not going to come into the NFL and line up six 300-pound guys and run a back 40 times and have it just
1: be like a 12-win season. It's not 1989. Yeah. All right, let's get to your power rankings. You've. You, it's October. The calendar is flipped. The power rankings are here. How, how many deep are we going here? Ten. I got okay. my top ten. All right. Uh,
0: and this is based on who I believe is most likely to win a national title. So mm-hmm. it's, think of it as a ladder. If I have you at ten, the teams I have nine and up, I think beat you. If you're at two, the team I have above you, I think beats you. That's the way I've structured this. So ten for me, USC. Fight on all right usc i think could beat like the north carolinas some of those lower tier teams i don't think once you rise into well, north this is just
1: like the the light version of, of right. usc
0: like usc kentucky i think could usc is probably going to find a way to pull that out yeah. just because they have the better offense so usc's 10 9 welcome in oklahoma boomer sooner we are back And now you get the really interesting spot on Saturday, Red River Showdown. I'm very excited to watch and see if Oklahoma can vault up this a little bit.
1: That's interesting to me, that you would have Oklahoma ahead of USC. And I guess that gives you the right to, next week, if Oklahoma shits the bed, see ya. We'll we'll bump USC up. But I, I think USC would outlast Oklahoma.
0: The way I'm choosing to approach USC, and this could be totally wrong, is do I think your opponent can get stops... Like, how many stops do I think your opponent can get versus how many stops do I think you can get? Oklahoma's got a defense, an offense that can score, and they got a Venables defense. I think you get more stops out of Oklahoma in that game than USC, and I like the way Oklahoma's playing better. Don't give up 20 points and a half to Iowa State next time, but I'll give you a pass. Let's go beat Texas. Boomer Sooner. Win the Big 12. We go to the playoff. My Sooners. I'm very excited, Tyler. All right. Number eight, Penn State. Okay. Number 7 Georgia. Okay. Number 6 Ohio State. This is where I think Georgia starts to lose a little bit because and honestly, as I'm doing this, I may even put Penn State ahead of them. I may make the live change. 8 Georgia, 7 Penn State. Because Georgia showed me something. You don't need a quarterback to beat them anymore. You just need an offensive line and the ability to run a little bit. You can pound the football on this Georgia team. I think Penn State and Ohio State both can.
1: I think Penn State like Drew Aller is just a it, it, it kind of has Rattler vibes to it. Yeah. Like reckless kind of quarterback, but he can make a big play here and there for you. But the the defense on Penn State is significantly yeah. better. Than the defense that South Carolina has. Yep, and Ohio State's off. I'm, as I'm thinking
0: about it, I'm bumping Georgia down. I'm moving Penn State up. I agree with that. Both defenses, Ohio State, Penn State, elite. They both I think could run on this team, and here, quick, Kyle McCord or Peyton Thorne.
1: Kyle McCord.
0: Drew Aller or Peyton Thorne. Drew Aller. Yeah, you had you yeah. had Peyton Thorne dead. Leading a running game against you, Georgia. I'm bumping it down to eight. Uh, So seven, Penn State. Six, Ohio State. Five, Washington. Okay. Four, Oregon. I want to know where you and I are going to fight on this. We are going to fight on
1: this at some point.
0: Oregon over Washington. Oregon four. When's that game? Washington five. That's towards the end of the season, I think. Oh,
1: it's in two weeks.
0: Oh, beautiful. Washington
1: off a bye. At
0: home. Off a bye fuck if you if you're Oregon that's a tough spot. Oh, Oregon also off a of bye. Okay. Both what? teams off a
1: of bye. Bu- what, what theater you, this is going to we be. We're going to have a heavyweight battle. Holy in shit. In Seattle.
0: Should get tickets. Uh 3 Florida stay State. With my brother. There we go. 3 Florida State. Okay. 2 Michigan. 1 Hookham,
1: Texas. I I like the I would flip Washington and Oregon, but outside of that, I I like your top four.
0: Any dispute on Florida State and Michigan, because that was was the spot I had the most difficulty with when I was putting the rankings together, was I kind of lean Florida State small in a game between the two of them, but I believe more in Michigan, if that makes sense. Florida State, the BC game, we can't outrule, and I know that they won the game. They should have lost to Clemson.
1: Here's what I see with Florida State. Florida State, I think, can beat any team in the nation. But I think they could lose to a lot of teams. Like They're going to find themselves in some spots. And I I think it's one of those games where if Michigan and Florida State played each other, Michigan wins it 57 times out of 100 or something like that. They win it that many times out of 100. But when Florida State wins it, they blast them. Yes, I think at their best, Florida State is better. Yeah, But I think... We've seen a level of consistency with Michigan, and it's not that we haven't seen consistency out of Florida State because they're undefeated, but they, there are moments where they could let up, yeah. and I can see it happening. Higher ceiling for Florida State, like, higher floor for Michigan. There, there's a world where they lose that game against LSU Week 1. There's a world where they lose to BC. They should have lost to Clemson. Yep. Like All of that stuff. This is a Florida State team that, quite frankly, could be 2-3. and three.
0: Now they had the week off. Let's get back after it. Let's go uh, put a death blow to the ACC. Yeah, uh, That's my top 10. USC, Oklahoma, Penn State, Georgia, Ohio State, Washington, and then the current top four, Oregon, Florida State, Michigan, and Texas.
1: I like it, except for the, the Washington-Oregon flip there. I
0: like that we got along pretty well on this. Yeah. Let's see if it goes off the rails as we go forward.
1: All right, looking forward to that game in two weeks. That'll really determine who the fourth team Should is. Should we have a challenge bet on that? Mono imano. I'll go with the Ducks. You go with the Huskies. Are we saying for that game in particular, or are we saying for uh, higher standing at the end of the year? That game.
0: Challenge bet, Mono imano. My Ducks, your Huskies. I'd take that, yeah. Let's do it.
1: I'd take both uh, both, uh, bets. We will discuss. Long term and short term.
0: All right, I'm in. Let's discuss some stakes. We'll get back to the people on it. Okay. I'm in. I'm taking the Ducks. All right. My Ducks
1: for the Pac 12. This is great. Yeah, I love that we've just booted USC out of this conversation. You See hate bye. Charlie Bevins? That's what I decided. Charlie you Bevins hate is Charlie. A, Charlie's a fucking platypus. He roots for the ducks and the beavers. All right. What an incredible He's a loser! Platypus. Incredible loser. He is kind of like. Uh, I'm trying to think. Are you old enough, or are you young enough to have watched Phineas and Ferb? No, no. Okay. Nope. But do you know any of the the premise there? Yeah, like the, there's Perry is the that platypus. The,
0: is one of them's got like a big nose and the glasses? Well, yeah, the,
1: those guys are out of the picture. I'm talking. There's a plat. They have a pet platypus in the show, and Perry the platypus fascinating to me just disappears for long periods of time and is like a secret agent on the side and like goes out and solves crime. Do on they the side. show
0: his secret agent endeavors?
1: Yes, they do. It's like a, a side plot to the episode. Is and this then, like the, the Charlie Brown memes
0: where Charlie Brown is, like, trying to figure out the school musical and Snoopy's parachuting out of pretty, a plane? Yes.
1: Perry the Platypus is pretty much Snoopy, like, modern-day Snoopy. And basically at the end of the episodes, it's just, like, whatever happens with Phineas and Ferb, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then Perry the Platypus just comes moseying into the episode, and go, they go, oh, there you are, Perry. And at the beginning of the episode, there's, like, Perry's lost for a little bit. Like, hey, where's Perry? Like, that's Charlie. That's Charlie in a nutshell. Yeah, he is the platypus and he roots for both the Ducks and the Beavers. I got really pissed off uh,
0: recently because I, oh, I said, uh, I texted him about Oregon and he said he's given up Oregon because they moved to the Big Ten. And I was like, what the fuck does the conference allegiance have to do with anything? Like The he, conference is dead. If you're an Oregon fan, be an Oregon fan.
1: You're Big Ten Bevins now. I'm sorry. That's yeah. the way it has to happen. Yeah, The conference is dead. Oregon State's, who knows where the hell they end up, but, yeah. Mountain West. Yeah, Mountain West in all likelihood. In a model of relegation, which we've never talked about, too, uh, which maybe we'll get to at some point, yeah. if it really gets some legs. Charlie's going to
0: hook his teeth into uh, Oregon State and San Jose State games, mm-hmm. conference battles. <laughs>
1: CBS Sportsnet. Jesus Christ.
0: Poor mm-hmm. Oregon State getting the short end on that one. Good te- good team, good program. Mountain West. Yep.
1: All right. Any last – oh, I do have a couple shout-outs I want to We ask. are so far over time, but go ahead. I have a couple shout-outs I want to get to here. Um, oh, first, we need your uh, Michigan State pick, too. Brian Hartline. Ooh, Off okay. the bargain bin, get me
0: 4 or $5 million. He checks every box. A lot of people think he's the straw that stirs the drink for Ohio State's offense. He's an elite recruiter. I was
1: going to bring up recruiting.
0: Gets That's you the access thing that, to Ohio, yeah. gets you talented wide receivers. He's the still- reason – Marvin Harrison and Emeka Egbuka and all these guys, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Wilson yeah. all of them went to Ohio State, Jason, Brian Hartline, yeah. and the big check that's the most necessary, he hates Michigan with immense passion. That's the number one thing with a bullet you and, gotta have. you know
1: what else? NFL guy.
0: Too. Yep. I'm like Brian Hartline is my bargain bin. Pay him a little bit, and then maybe you get him on a really rich contract extension if it works out. I like that. He's the guy.
1: All right, there you go. I like that pick. All right. Um, here's a, a couple shoutouts I want to give out here. Maryland, five and0. Oh. We were high on Maryland.: Our heading, We were high on Maryland heading into the year, and I think they could beat one of the three.
0: If they do. The win total goes over, and I'm a very happy man.
1: I think they could beat one of the three. It'll at least be a good game in two of the three. I think. Who? When do they play the teams? Because if
0: they get one one of them this week,
1: I think they may have one of them this week.
0: If they get one of them when they're dead,
1: how are they not ranked? They play. They're at Ohio State this week. They're uh, team 26 right now, I believe. They get at Ohio State this week. All right. I guess
0: that's a blessing. They didn't rank them just to get killed. 19 and a half point dogs. So they'll beat Illinois six and zero. They'll beat Northwestern seven and zero. Well, they A- won't be seven. They'll be seven and one because seven and one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Penn State has to go
1: to to Collie Park. Ooh, so does Michigan. They're getting one of these.
0: They They're might. getting one of
1: the three. They might. Um, shout out to them. Also, shout out to the state of Kentucky. Kentucky five and zero. Louisville five and zero. Shout out basketball schools. Yeah, ba- basketball schools have been fantastic this year. Carolina's undefeated. Uh, Kansas had a good run there. Duke had a good run there. Seriously's Duke
0: had, looks legit, man. Duke, Duke.
1: Yeah, Duke's one of those teams. Like, even though they lost, like you're still you're still buying stock.
0: You might have saved losing Mike Elko with his idiotic ending there, and Riley Leonard. You might get another year out of Duke. Could be serious.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, the one of the craziest things I saw all weekend. Baylor coming back down 35 to 7 in the third quarter. Yep. And they come back and beat UCF 36 to 35 even though UCF had the insane fourth down play
0: that everybody saw. It was everywhere.
1: It was yeah, like it, it was in group chats that I didn't think people watched college football they were sending it in.
0: So, that was a crazy play. That uh, was
1: a fought, ba- was it a 6-yard gain on a 30-yard pass or something like that?
0: I thought I was watching Dave Aranda's funeral and then we get the Baylor win. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you get to stick around. Yep.
1: Any last thoughts before we get out of here?
0: I think I'm all good, brother.
1: All right. That's going to do it for us here. Big week for us this week, by the way. 9 to 11 a.m. on ESPN 1000, the full two-hour ride. And then extended.
0: 11 to CCTV, 1. 11 to
1: 1. <laughs> 11 to 1. It's just going to be the, the noon slate watch, or the 11 a.m. watch party.
0: Do you what think Zetterman would notice if we taped the first two hours and replayed the <laughs>
1: No chance. (laughs) On that note. No chance. All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk with you 9 a.m. sharp on ESPN 1000 this Saturday and every Saturday for the rest of the college football season. The CCT Recap Podcast is brought to you by Twin Peaks. We'll talk to you Saturday.